0: Like this planet is next in line. They travel from world to world, making everyone stupid. My God! They're like flying televisions! This is the Rogue Planet Podcast, taking you straight into the future. Uh, sort of. So what if I love a robot? It's not hurting anybody. Listen, you internet Listening With your hosts, Jason McClellan and Caleb Hanks. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Rogue Planet Podcast. I am Jason McClellan, and I'm so excited to be here with my good friend Maureen Elsberry. Hey, Maureen, how's it going?
1: It is going well. How are you? It's been a while since we've last podcasted. Yes,
0: first. it has been a while. You know, I've, I've been in the middle of a move. I know I moved to Boise from Phoenix uh, quite a while ago now, about four months ago. But uh, I was living in this extended stay hotel in tiny 300 square feet, and all my stuff was in storage for the longest time. But I finally have a house, and now all of those boxes from storage are in the house, and it's been a slow process of trying to take all of my life out of boxes. And I'll probably be doing that for another year, but I'm slowly getting set up again, so I thought it was a good time to knock out a podcast.
1: Yeah, so what you're telling us is that your excuse for the next year is going to be, I'm in the middle of a move. <laughs> that's right. I'll
0: be in the middle of a move for next week. It's it's always good to have an excuse in your in your back pocket, pull that out and use it.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I have uh, no excuse ever.
0: Yeah, that's because, well, you do because you're constantly moving. Your life is, is in boxes and storage. You know how it goes.
1: Yes, it is. And joining my boxes and storage. Uh, as of yesterday is a giant old school Tron arcade game
0: Now that's very I, cool you you just yeah. got cool points
1: well it was a pain in the ass to move I will tell you what those suckers are heavy like nobody's business but uh we are I'm not we I am storing it for our buddy Eric who is opening up a geek bar in Colorado Springs to where you and I will be heading uh in about Uh, A little over a week, week and a half.
0: Yep, a little over a week. We will be there. um, Check on the progress of that. Really cool story, really cool guy. And we will definitely update everybody about that. And we might even have a little video goodness coming uh, about that. We'll talk with Eric a little more and, and get some more information about that. But Maureen, I'm really excited about this geek bar. I mean, who wouldn't love a geek bar? Now, this takes a concept that has really been kind of sweeping the nation, the, the barcade, the idea of combining an arcade and a bar, making a an arcade for adults. But some people might think of this and think, well, that's Dave and Buster's. Yes, Dave and Buster's did take this idea and do it on a grand scale and, and make kind of an arcade with adults in mind, with a bar and everything. But the idea of old school arcades is what the concept is behind these barcades and they they popped up all over the country. I love these things. There's a great one here in Boise called the space bar and it's downstairs. um, So you enter from the street, you go downstairs and they've got, Oh, I I don't remember now how many games they have. It's a pretty small place, but great bar, great games and really cheap too. So Mm -hmm. they've got a lot of the classic games in there And, uh, they even have a really old, uh, uh, Super Mario arcade and it's fun to play that, but and a lot of pinball machines too. I I get frustrated with pinball. I love the theme pinball games. There are a lot of great Star Wars ones, Indiana Jones, Star Trek, but I'm no good at pinball. So I get frustrated and I move on back to the arcades. But anyway, oh. I digress, but Eric's got this <laughs> this thing going where uh he's going to do basically a, a barcade, but on a bigger scale. We'll have to talk to him more to hear his his ideas behind it, but yes, it's more than just a, a an arcade bar, it's a geek bar, and I love that mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I gotta say I'm not too shabby at uh at pinball most of the time. I'm not saying I'm great, but uh I've been known to to do well. I'm surprised because
0: I'm, I'm sure you play the, uh, the pinball games like Indiana Jones. And I would think that you would be distracted by the, the artwork of Indy.
1: You would think, um, (laughs) no, in fact, I think it fuels me a little bit.
0: Interesting. I can Um, see that. You don't want to disappoint him.
1: No. And when I was, when I was really into, uh, not to say I'm not into music now, but when I was in high school, I was definitely more in that scene a lot. Um, there was this great, uh, I guess it was kind of a, a barcade, but it was also a music venue, um, called, Oh shoot. What was it? Damn it. I don't remember the name. It no longer exists in Seattle, but, um, they had the awesome guns and roses machine too with, uh, Oh wow. With the gun, the, you, the guns as the, yeah. uh, pinball handles.
0: Wow. Yeah. That, that reminds me, there's a, a concert venue here in Boise called the shredder. And they have a lot of arcade games as well, and you know they're the arcade arcades that I guess I can say I grew up with. They were the ones that were popular in in all of the pizza joints and and arcades at the time, Mm -hmm. like NBA Jam and The Simpsons. You know, so uh, it's kind of odd because you go in and there's this wall of arcades, and you're, am I going into a concert venue? And that's that's all it is. It's really this really kind of warehouse typical concert venue. But there are arcades there. Any other place, I think, in the country, those things would be demolished after one show. And this place, yeah. has, it's, it's primarily a punk venue, really. There are a lot of punk shows mm-hmm. there and stuff. But these things are in immaculate condition. I was blown away. The people here in Boise are way too nice, and I love it.
1: Well, good for you. I'm still <laughs> here in the desert.
0: Yep, that's Getting right. Along. Well... well Go ahead.
1: Oh, no. I mean, I was just going to switch topics into the craziness of today. Well, actually, maybe we should we should start a little bit older first.
0: All right. Let's Uh, start earlier in the week.
1: Yeah. Earlier in the or last week, I should say. Uh uh, Obviously, we had Thanksgiving and we had a new lights lightsaber enter our lives.
0: Oh, The new lightsaber. What do you think about that thing?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I like the parody of it better with, <laughs> as a Swiss Army knife. Yes. I thought that was great. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what to think about it. You know, there's been mixed reviews, and I don't know if you saw Stephen Colbert's analysis yes. of the lightsaber. That was so great. Um, basically, if anyone hasn't seen the trailer, but I don't know how you wouldn't have if you are listening to this podcast, um, it is a lightsaber that has two small lightsabers on the base of the helm. And uh it they come out after the main blade, but Stephen Colbert's theory is it's all connected. That it's not, not actually three separate uh blades, but one unity thing. I don't know. What do you think?
0: I, I do think that it would be extremely dangerous to use. Could make it more likely that you would poke yourself or burn your own hand, Uh, and we don't even know what this thing is officially called yet because we haven't. You know, there there isn't the uh, probably the trice. It's
1: it's trisaber.
0: Trisaber, yeah. So we'll see. But yes, the and some people may not have seen the trailer, the teaser trailer for Star Wars Seven because. They they may have not seen the actual one because there are so many parodies of it now. So many I mean, people have so much time on their hands now. L- lots of people are are super talented with computers. So as mm-hmm. soon as these things come out, there are so many remakes and 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 little creations that come from these. So everybody's gone in and and done remakes of this is what it would look like if Michael Bay directed the movie, or yeah. or
1: the Wes Anderson one that yes. uh, I saw this morning. Yep. Well, that was basically just putting some French music uh, over, <laughs> but it changes a lot.
0: Oh, and here's something I saw today, apparently, and I don't remember where I saw this, but I saw a photo. Somebody has apparently gotten a tattoo of that, uh, that ball yeah. or R2 unit, that rolling R2 unit that you see in the preview. So
1: I, I think that that's well. incredibly
0: ballsy and Potentially extremely stupid. We have no idea what that character is like in the movie. And what if it turns out that that character is on par with Jar Jar Binks? How well, would you know, that person feel? I, I mean, just short-sighted, I think.
1: Those type of droids, I don't think, really speak. Very, I don't know. We'll see. What if, you, if this I mean, one if does
0: reason, and it speaks in a Jar Jar voice?
1: Well, then that poor guy is probably going to have some uh, laser uh, treatments come in his way.
0: That's right. I think he'll just kind of cover up the bottom with the rest of a normal R2 unit, and it look like a really fat R2.
1: He'll saber it off.
0: <laughs> try saber it off.
1: Yeah, try, he'll use a try saber. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, Let's talk about a little uh, older news as well. This is not all that old, but uh, I want to talk about Mr. Tom DeLong for a minute. Because I think we've talked about Tom Delong from Blink One Eighty Two and Angels and Airwaves before on the podcast, but I'm a big fan of Tom, and uh, you know he's kind of a, a role model for me in terms of not not musically, but uh, entrepreneurially. The guy mm-hmm. is an incredible businessman. He's got so much going on all the time and has has so many projects, and uh, he's really carved out a lot of different properties. He has a company called To the Stars that he's established that is kind of an umbrella to house all of these different properties that he's launched. Um, and the latest Angels and Airwaves album, for anybody uh, familiar with Angels and Airwaves, they view themselves as a uh, more than a band. They're more of a kind of a, just kind of a, a exploratory uh, project. Everything they do, they do uh, multi- artistic projects with each album they've they've done short films before and the albums accompany or or provide the soundtrack for these films and their upcoming album called the dreamwalker is uh just like that It, it uh complements a larger project and a new property for to the stars called poet anderson Mm -hmm. And so this this album is also uh, featured in the soundtrack for a short film that just premiered at some film festival, I think in France, maybe Canada. I don't remember. But. uh, So that's part of it. There's also a graphic novel. And uh, I mean, the art is really cool. The concept is really cool. It's it's, Poet Anderson is this property that it's going to focus on on dreams. And uh, it's something that. Tom's been working on for a long time and has many ambitions for, and, and it's going to stay around for a long time, according to Tom. But uh, I'm really excited about that. The The art looks really cool, and he's really going down the graphic novel route. Uh, he's apparently going to be doing that with his website, Strange Times, as well. Maureen and I know Strange Times well because it was a website that was launched in 2012 by his band Angels and Airwaves uh, as a news site, primarily, and featuring weird and strange news they didn't uh, i guess i guess they they featured some original content on there but primarily it was aggregating news from around mm-hmm. the web which included news that Maureen and I wrote uh on openminds.tv uh involving ufo's so a lot of ufo stuff on there paranormal stuff interesting and bizarre and wacky news too that website went dark And uh, it's been kind of in a holding pattern. Well, that website is coming back in a completely different form, and we still don't know exactly what it's going to entail, but Tom was recently on uh, Coast to Coast AM with George Knapp, and he revealed a few more details, talking about how it's going to be revamped. It's going to potentially feature news like it did before, but it's also going to include uh, a novel, a, a historical fiction novel a feature-length movie and graphic novel and and comics, um, a lot of things. So Tom's always working. His brain's always going. And these mini-projects have also held up the next Blink-182 album, which has Blink fans pretty pissed off. But uh, (laughs) he's, he's put his time into this stuff, and he needs a break because he's been so busy with this stuff. So he needs a break before he goes into the studio with Blink. And that little detail right there was just released uh, by his Blink bandmate, Mark Hoppus, who just relaunched his podcast, Hi, My Name is Mark. And they just did their first new episode uh, a couple of days ago, I think. Actually, it was right before Thanksgiving. But, uh, yeah, he said that Tom's so exhausted from devoting his time to these other projects that although Blink was already supposed to have been recording the new album, Tom needs some time off.
1: Oh, well, and also not, not only that, but um, we did get to go to Tom's studio back in the day and interview him for our web series Spacing Out. And I personally was not a Blink-182 fan growing up, unlike Jason, but I am definitely a fan of of Tom now. He's a really stand up guy and he knows his shit and he's doing some really awesome projects now. Um so it'll be really exciting to see where this goes.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited by by the things he's been doing and and he he's such a master of the tease, You know, he's been teasing this stuff for so long now. And uh yeah, he just he went out and did a camping trip area 51 and and surrounding areas around secret bases and And some really weird shit happened out there. He saw lots of things. He's got cool night vision equipment and spotting scopes. And uh, he revealed on Coast to Coast that he plans to go back and do a much longer uh, camping Mm -hmm. trip. And they they recorded stuff. They had their their equipment, and they want to go out and do more filming. But this is all part of stuff that that he's got lined up and and planned for Strange Times and uh, a secret UFO property that he's going to be launching as well.
1: I feel like, um, I need to get in touch with him because I think my order for, or, uh, my invite for the first campaign trip got lost in the mail. I I want to make sure he he has my new address, right? So I can get the invite for the second campaign trip.
0: I know. I agree. Does
1: he know how outdoorsy I am?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, for, for those who still looking for, uh, Christmas, uh, items for young ones, you might have to buy for, I, I do recommend his, uh, Children's Christmas book he released last year called The Lonely Astronaut Christmas Book. It went out of print really fast last year when it was released, and they have a second edition out now. So if you are interested in that, you can go uh, on the website. Probably the easiest place to find it is angelsandairwaves.com um they have many shopping carts to the stars has it as well you can find it on their website but it's called the lonely astronaut christmas book it's really cool i think
1: i'm gonna have to get it because i did try to get it the first time it was released i and did too they were sold and out. they sold
0: out yeah so i tried to order it yesterday and i had a problem with the shopping cart so i'm gonna mm. try again um because i want to get one for my niece and i want one for myself
1: yeah well anyways enough about uh tom no offense to tom um there's been a shit ton of movie news today like insane amount um some small some big i know i was unfortunately too busy all day to um we'll have we have some of it on the website already uh but we will have more let's start with um the fact that uh we have the return of the Terminator, and the trailer was launched today. Um,
0: I'm and I was, so excited about this.
1: I was surprised. The trailer looks pretty intriguing. What do you? What did you think of it?
0: I don't think people were expecting the tr- the, the movie to to turn out like this. Um, oh, you know, a lot of people were, were upset that this was being uh, revived and and scared where I, the story might go.
1: I was almost one of them. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was upset, but just kind of like, oh God, really?
0: Well, I've I've been super excited about it um, because I'm a huge Terminator fan and I wouldn't have been as excited as I am if uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't involved in right. the movie.
1: Well, um, that's the thing is, when he said, I'll be back, he, he meant it with, with gusto. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: right. So, I mean, this trailer is intense. Um, it has some interesting story turns here and mm-hmm. I love that we're seeing again uh, Sarah Connor at the center of the film um, right she well, we'll see how how this this actress plays her but I mean Sarah Connor is such an iconic badass female central character so I'm really excited to, to see how it turns out
1: you stole the words right out of my mouth I was just about to say you know Sarah Connor has been repeatedly over the years one of the most badass
0: and I think that's that's uh largely to the credit of Gail Ann Hurd yeah Um, oh
1: yeah definitely
0: yeah she's Uh, she's one of the producers of the film uh she's been a champion for strong female characters um and she's responsible for uh you know the writing of the the characters in the Terminator movies so big Gail Ann Hurd fan and uh so I'm sure it won't disappoint
1: um, and and that's one thing too is is that uh you know Sarah Connor is one of the uh, badass females that doesn't have to constantly show her tits to also be badass you know
0: that's no. right that's she right Laura
1: Croft which that's is right. great
0: I mean they did make an appearance in the original Terminator oh, yeah. but not in but, Terminator two and she was total badass in that
1: yeah well she's most mostly wearing a decent amount of clothing.
0: That's right. Not
1: to not to say that there's anything wrong with her showing her boobs or anything.
0: No, um, not at all. And not to say that a strong female character has to be a, a complete tomboy macho.
1: Exactly. You know, good so... point. There's a there's you know a mix between it. But I I was curious because uh, watch the trailer if you haven't seen it. There is a line from Sarah Connor that says, uh she says something about." If we do this right, I could be quoting this wrong. If we do this right, we may never face Judgment Day. So when she said that, I said, "Well, shit, we're going back in time. Does that mean the movie Judgment Day won't exist
0: anymore?" I know we'll have to find out. <laughs> but you know, uh-huh. when I when I saw that in the the trailer, I thought, "Wait a second, we've been here before. They've they've mm-hmm. thought they could stop Judgment Day before, and it didn't That's very work." True. So. So we'll see. Right. Well, but we have to wait uh, half a year, basically, because Terminator Genesis premieres on July first of twenty fifteen.
1: Okay, I got you beat with movie news. All right. Obviously, I well, actually we haven't talked about it since uh Marvel released their phase three. Um we haven't podcasted since then. And obviously they gave, gave us their um experience for everything in terms of the next like 5 or 6 years and uh Doctor Strange is being released on November 4th in 2016 and there was rumors this was going to be the casting choice but it was officially confirmed today that my unfortunately taken uh one of my favorite men uh who is now engaged uh Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be Doctor
0: Strange himself. This is that's very good news. It is, but good. you know what? With these, I mean, DC's done it, Marvel's done it. I I really object to these long forecasted schedules, production schedules of this this shit coming out. Yes, it's great for us talking about it. It's great for rumors. It's great for generating news. But come on why can't we focus on what's happening right now? There's so much happening right now, but we've got to follow all this stuff now that they've, they've forecasted and, and said is, is going to happen. So I I don't know. I think it's just too much all at the same time.
1: Yeah. um, I, I agree with you. And I would recommend people go read our buddy Aaron Sager's rant on this. Yes. On, on blaster.com. Yes. Because I completely agree with him as well. Um, I'm not going to lie, it's always exciting at first to see all this stuff, but it is overwhelming at the same time. And you think, you know, uh, movies should be made focused on, you know, sort of what the people want. And, you know, all I want right now for Christmas, but it's not going to happen for a while, is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But, (laughs) you know, I'm focused on one sort of entity, as in I've seen the first one. In actually another person who talked about this was James Gunn, uh the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, he said this basically the same thing and said, you know, movies were made for the people in mind, and we need to focus on what they want. So mm-hmm. if Guardians of the Galaxy hadn't been in a success uh whoa gosh, I lost my English language there, a success, there wouldn't be a Guardians of the Galaxy too. Right. But since people it was the number one movie of 2014, at least of the summer, I'm pretty sure it's clocking up to the year here. That, you know, the people have spoken. We need a second one. And that's coming our way. But um, with all these other franchises, they're just like, okay, what other character in um, the universe can we manipulate next and focus uh, another movie on this?
0: Right. Yeah, I think they're just going overboard, you know, and latching on to. Uh, you know, the not really the flavor of the week, but you know, I mean, they know that superhero movies are in, they know that Geek is in, so mm-hmm. they're just, in my opinion, going way overboard and you know, just shoving it down everybody's throats as, as much as they can. And really, I think it would be better suited and it would benefit the fans and the movies themselves to focus on now. Work on the franchises you have um, and see what happens and, and judge accordingly. But planning that yeah. far out and announcing it and making a big deal about it and, and I don't know, it's just too yeah. much, Maureen. It's too much. I'm I'm too it old is, for this.
1: It is kind of crazy town.
0: I'm not going to say
1: I'm not going to be excited to see a lot of those movies. Oh, absolutely. And I
0: I say that about, about Star Wars too. I mean, Star Wars seven, you know, every, every day you have a handful of of rumors and news and updates and it's going to, you know, come to when the movie comes out, you know, we're going to know everything about the story. We're going to know every scene because we will have seen so many different teasers and uh, it just, I don't know. It's getting to the point where it's just way, way too much overkill, I think. And yeah. as a fan, you're right. When it comes out and that that stuff is, is first announced, I get excited. I'm all, yay, more Star Wars news, another clip, another teaser, another photo. But when it comes down to it, would I much rather be a boy on Christmas unwrapping a present and being surprised? Absolutely. Yeah. You and, know, then it's there... fresh. I don't look at it and say, oh, that rumor was true. Oh, that rumor was wrong.
1: Well, and that's, that's a thing too, like with a lot of these movies, and that was again too, is, is there was a rumor that not to bring it back to Benedict or anything, but there was a rumor that he was the voice of the Star Wars trailer. Um.
0: Interesting. You know, I hadn't heard that one. The
1: force. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Wow. But anyway, so people confronted him about it and he was like, no, I, that wasn't me. It turns out, um. Andy Cir- uh, Circus, wait, I, how do you pronounce his last name? I can't talk English anymore. Um, anyways, you know, Golem is the voice behind it. Um, and and Benedict put to rest the rumors that he will have some role in Star Wars 7.
0: Pretty so, exciting. He seems to have again, a, a role in absolutely everything now, too. Right. But you've got to give the people will, what they want.
1: He will not be in it, though. That's what I'm saying. He, he denied... What did I say? Confirmed that
0: he will? That he had a role in it.
1: No, I was trying to say he doesn't.
0: (laughs) Maybe I misheard.
1: Uh, I know. Wishful thinking. I might just be losing my mind. It was a long work day. Uh, Yeah, so we'll see. You know, it's kind of like the rumors build up and everyone gets excited and Twitter goes nuts. And then we get, you know, the reality of it.
0: That's so, right. Um, Sometimes it's uh good, but many times it's a letdown.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: we'll a little see. bit of n- nugget news I want to throw out from today that I thought was cool and I I'll get this up on on rogueplanet.tv soon, but uh Mr. Will Wheaton posted uh on his website willwheaton.net today some he posted a blog post that includes some videos. Of him as a boy in Star Wars toy commercials.
1: Oh, get this out of is town. pretty
0: awesome! Yeah, there's one video that somebody compiled, and it's 14 minutes of vintage Kenner Return of the Jedi commercials. It was when Return oh, of the Jedi awesome. came out, and Kenner had. These amazing action figures, and they did tons of commercials featuring uh, different characters and showing kids playing with them, and it's really cool. I mean, they've got the salak Pit that people uh, like; these kids have a bucket and they bury in the ground, and they're like knocking people into it. It's pretty great. They kind of like reenact scenes from the movie, but it's hilarious. But Will Wheaton is one of the kids in these uh, these commercials. So,
1: I wonder if I can get on a Star Wars uh, toy commercial.
0: I know, right? And if
1: that sounds like a dream. <laughs> not that Will
0: Wheaton needs anything to up his uh, geek cred, but uh, you know, being a, a child actor at Star Wars Toys commercials really really helps.
1: Yeah. I'm actually going to the website right now.
0: It's pretty um, awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh the the title of it is It's Little Me, little me. in a pair yeah. of commercials from the eighties.
1: Oh my gosh, it looks exactly like him.
0: It does. He's got the boyish face.
1: He really does. He's what he's in his forties, and he looks like he's about thirty. That's right. Crazy. I hope that happens to me. I Hell still yeah. get carded occasionally for uh, lighters. You know, you have to be eighteen to buy those. But other times, they'll be like, "Okay, ma'am, thank you." <laughs>
0: I rare, rarely do get carded, but uh, uh, I rarely do either. Carded <laughs> recently, and uh, because I recently moved, I had to get a new license and had to give up my wonderful. Arizona license which is good for a wonderful 50 years Uh, for an Idaho license which you have to renew for four to eight years depending on how much money you want to pay obviously I got the eight year because he wants to go in more often than I have to but anyway I haven't received my physical permanent license yet I got the little printout they gave me there my little temporary so nothing nothing uh says I'm legally of age and pulling out a piece of paper to the bartender and saying, here you go.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a good one. I had to deal with that. Um, back when I wasn't driving down here, I was just riding my bike everywhere. I would fly home for uh, Christmas and try to go to the bar with my friends in Seattle and uh, show my Arizona ID. And it's it never expires. There's just a blank where it says expiration. And uh, people wow. get really confused and be like, "There's what is this? There's yeah. no way this is real." Like, yeah, no, it it never expires. I can look like I'm 19 for the rest of my life.
0: Well, people say that I, about about Arizona licenses too. I mean, you go other places, they look at it. They're all, yeah. "Wait a second, this can't be right," because a license that's good for 50 years. No, I,
1: I think at one point I told one of the bouncers at one of the places, "Go ahead, call the police." You can have him come here. I'll verify. Yeah. <laughs> that that's a real license.
0: Yeah. But,
1: well, welcome to my world growing up of only having a 4-year license.
0: Well, I wonder how often Will gets carded.
1: Uh, yeah, good question cuz well, I mean,
0: Mr. Boyface.
1: Who knows if people recognize him or don't. <laughs>
0: Well, Maureen, I think we've talked about a whole lot, so let's wrap up this episode. And because I'm mostly unpacked, we'll have to do another podcast soon. And I want to tease a little bit here. We've done it in the past, but uh, Maureen and I have a few projects in the works that we will be announcing soon, some of which involve video. So do stay tuned to the podcast and check out RoguePlanet.tv for any updates about those goodies. And Maureen, it's been fun catching up. It's been a while. We should do this again.
1: Yeah, sorry. I got a little slurry there at the end. Had half a glass of wine. I think I'm out of practice.
0: Yep, that's right. <laughs> Knocked you under. Well, that's okay. We forgive you because I can never speak. But anyway, thanks everybody for listening. On behalf of my friend Maureen Ellsbury and myself, thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you again soon. Adios.
1: Later.